Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalzik, and I'm joined by Allison, oh my her, shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here talking about Lucifer Season 5, Episode 16, which is A Chance at a Happy Ending. We are at the end of our journey with Lucifer season five. It will be back for a season six at some point. The podcast, I assume, will not be, um, but it has been quite a journey to get to this point. Uh, Allison, we've gotten some feedback. We don't often get feedback outside of our lovely listeners in the chat, Vincent and Marcus, who are both joining us today. Um, but sometimes we do. And apparently uh, we were very entertaining <laughs> the last episode, <laughs> particularly our reaction to LaToya's grade of the episode over at the AV Club. Um, A twist that not even M. Night Shyamalan could have predicted. <laughs> uh, but it was delightful. Um and we've had a chance to chat a bit with um, Latoya off mic about about some of this, and I, I continue. I very much am excited to read her review of the finale and and continue to you know get her thoughts on all of this. But I'm curious, first of all, how you feel about the finale, and if like we talked about yesterday, if if watching the finale has given new context to the previous episode and shaped how you feel about that in a in a different way, and then of course how it's how how you feel about the season as a whole now that we've seen the whole thing you know i'm still ruminating a little which is uh too bad because this is the last time we're talking about it but um <laughs> that's just how it goes i guess um you know i mostly feel better about the last episode because of this episode even though i think this episode is pretty flawed i feel like i've been trying to identify what it is about the episodes individually that I don't love that seems sort of reconciled to me when you think of them as a pair. And I think some of it is it's just, it makes way more sense tonally if you link them together because it's like they did the very special Dan episode, but it started before we knew that it was a very special Dan. I'm, and by this, I mean the episode where Dan dies, not Dan, you'll ask when I was naked and afraid. Bless it. Um, it's, we we got the summer credits. The tone was already really like they were obviously setting us up for this, but as a result, it didn't really feel like Lucifer. It felt like some other show. So then it was like Dan dying on some other show, but this for all of its flaws, absolutely felt like Lucifer. And to me, this scene where Maze is crying over the NSYNC t-shirt is like the ultimate Lucifer expression of Lucifer plus genuine emotion, right? Like that I completely understand Leslie Ann Brandt was so, is Leslie Ann Brandt the best person on the show? I think she might be. She's so committed. It's so funny and so honest and so moving all at once. And, and I think maybe if the pieces were slightly rearranged or if that shift had come maybe more abruptly and then we had lived in it here for a while, all of that, it, all of it would have worked better for me because the arc for Lucifer, despite it doing exactly what we said it doesn't, we didn't want it to do, actually makes more sense for me. It's like the very last of his bullshit or of his potentially like uh, world damaging bullshit, at least I'm sure there will be plenty of blues for bullshit forever, but the really bad stuff gets sort of forcibly yanked away from him by this horrific event, which he never treats cavalierly because it is a huge thing for everyone in his life. Um, 
And then it makes the rest of what happens seem more comprehensible. Like this was his final rude awakening, although it doesn't feel like a just so Lucifer can have a realization moment. Um, so ultimately I think it all, it all works. I just think the individual episodes are kind of, it's like they, it's like they scrambled them. I don't know. Does that, does that make sense, Kate? It, it does. I just, you're, you're still more favorable on it than I am. Cause mm. uh, I, I am more tempered than I was. But this episode really also just made, oh, you, you sent Dan to hell so that we could motivate the plot here. Not because Dan actually deserves to be in hell or it makes sense that he would be in hell. It's because you want to motivate some of the plot things around Chloe and raise the stakes for Chloe. Um, so we don't care what happens to Dan. But I think that's why Lee is there. Let's let's briefly, let's pause just to talk about Lee. Set out, bitch. <laughs> Oh my God. I, first of all, I'm very impressed that Latoya managed to keep that from us all this time mm -hmm. um, because I know how she feels about Lee. Um, second, it was just a real, I assume that this is the actual last time that we're going to see Lee and it, it's kind of lovely. Um, it's, it earns a sentimentality that I would never have expected it to be able to earn, but I think all of the bits with Lee prior to this point make it possible for that moment to be a little bit more sincere and also still really funny, which is also like peak Lucifer, right? It's the ridiculous and the honest mixed together. And then you sprinkle some bullshit cop stuff on top of it. And that's Lucifer. Um, so I think that Lee, uh, Lee is great, but I think the reason that Lee is there beyond the fact that it's just nice. And if it was the finale, what a lovely final thing to throw in. Um, is that that to me says Dan is absolutely not going to be in hell forever because he was already working toward not holding on to guilt around some of these things that aren't his fault or that aren't solely his fault. And he had like, he is on a path to forgiving himself, obviously had already made a lot of progress on that path. And if Lee, who had basically zero self-awareness, can manage to get out of his hell loop and can walk through the door, which is a very, there are so many good place references in this episode, a very good place kind of thing, then surely Dan can do the same thing. Um, to me, it seemed like it's nightmarish, but Dan's hell loop won't actually be anything worse than he experienced on earth. And if he just gets through it in a relatively timely fashion, which to me seems possible for the, for Dan, as we knew him, when we left him, when we lost him, um, then I then I'm not quite so concerned because I believe in him and I think that he can get past it. Um, as Chloe could have gotten past it, uh, although how lucky that Lucifer happened to tell her exactly what she needed to do to avoid hell right before she died and then undied. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, Lee negates some of that, but I yeah. feel you. And that is why it's there, right? As well as, you know, full circle and starting with Lee and hell at the beginning of the season, the end of season, and then also season two on like, there's lots of reasons. Just it's fun to see Jeremiah Burkett again. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But also he's the first human in all of history, all of eternity to ever do it. And only the only reason he was able to is because Lucifer, who he had a pre-existing relationship showed up in his hell loop to let him know what was up. And so the fact that, that um, Dan and if it had come up, Chloe are like in on like no, how hell loops work, what the the deal is with that theoretically. I think we're supposed to assume that they know that. I certainly assumed that they know that. Then like that will help, but that's also 
not how helots have been shown to exist and work on the show very clearly. Like every time we've seen a hell loop, they start the loop not remembering anything from before. The, like they don't remember the previous loops. So um, you have to just really want that to be the case, which is how I feel about Dan. I want that to be true. So the fact that it doesn't match anything they've said previously. Okay. Well, but how, how many of the people hanging out in hell have had close personal relationships with multiple celestials who have mm. been a little bit lackadaisical about the ways in which they reveal the truth of what happens after we die. Um, you know, certainly we know Lucifer has had all kinds of human buddies um, because of the constant references, like, I don't know, hanging out with Leonardo da Vinci or whatever. Um, but how many of them got the full explanation, you know? Oh, none. And and how many of them have been exploded by God? Because I feel a little bit like maybe, maybe she your hell that. loop, your hell loop is, wouldn't being exploded by God maybe be a part of your hell loop? Who knows? And it, and if it is, then you would remember that God exploded you. So then you would remember that you also met God. So then you would remember Lucifer. So then you would remember hell loops. So then you would manage your guilt. Mimi. <laughs> and again it's back to i want it to be true so it will be just like i want to like maze's hair so i will um i was not fond of that last wig um, oh, i loved it but but I, I everything else about the outfit everything you know like fabulous but just like I, that was it was a choice um, but I'm glad that you loved it. Um, Marcus says, uh, given Dan's reaction to the prank in Daniel Espinosa, naked and afraid, I think he might not need a push to get out of the hell loop or they might have something totally different planned for season six. Yes, we'll see what happens. I have not read up as to whether Alejandro will be back at all in season six. Um, I know that Scott Porter is has said that he's going to be uh, on the show like throughout season six. So Carol will be there for uh, throughout season uh, six. I'm I'm saying right now, Kate, uh, I will bet you 100 American dollars for your child's college fund <laughs> that for future baby calls it's college fund that Daniel Espinosa shows up in season six. Yeah, I would expect him to show up. I don't know that I would expect him to be a regular or recurring. Oh, I assume he's not going to be regular or recurring. Mm -hmm. I but I do think I mean, they're not. First of all, they're just not going to leave him in hell. Like, Lucifer is going to make some seriously questionable choices as God, I assume. And I'm guessing that one of them is he's just going to go bink and just like pluck Dan right out of hell because he's God. Because <laughs> he can. Um, yeah. Oh, my me. Um so, I mean, I, I think that. But also, Lucifer is uh, refreshingly, um, unabashedly sentimental about its cast. Mm -hmm. um, and they, and lots of shows, I mean, <coughs> Arrowverse will bring back actors in any way that they can think of if they just want to keep them around, right? Like how many alternate universe versions of so many, how many people have been back from the dead, et cetera. But Lucifer, it's, it just feels less like, oh, well, we want to keep a good thing going and more like, I love you, come back. So there's just, there's just no way. Dan yeah. will get out of hell and he will 100% be in one or more episodes in season six. I expect him to be in the finale. And uh, the first time he will probably not, if it's more than once, he will not be credited the first time because mm -hmm. it'll be like Trisha Helfer showing up. It'll da, 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 da. <laughs> 
Uh, we should actually probably talk about the finale itself and not just <laughs> my lingering feels about Dan. Um, so let, let, let's, yeah, let's dive in with, with the finale itself. The, I agree it is quite flawed. The whole opening doesn't make any sense. It doesn't need to be there. They should just have cut it. Um, because those are humans. And uh, why are we seeing them? I guess we're seeing them die so that we know which bodies the demons are possessing. And so we don't feel bad, I guess, that they're bringing up demons from hell and possessing the bodies of humans because those are bad humans. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, it it's very impressive, technically. I t- when I was watching the episode, I texted Kate and LaToya, like, oh, well, look at, they're just rolling all that Netflix money down a hill. Um because it looks good. Mm-hmm. But then I uh, sort of forgot that that was the opening because it only comes back when they're possessing their bodies, which is really messed up. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're going to do, I, I don't know, a children's soccer team, like what if it was a children's soccer team on the bus? That would be horrifying, but at least it would be interesting cognitively at the end. Yeah. And it's just time I would have much rather spent elsewhere yeah, i know with that anyone with anyone else um and again it's the same like there's there are other things in this episode where it's like the little exchange we get with linda and amenadiel is lovely and all but about baby charlie following more but it feels very tonally off um didn't shouldn't have been in there um and uh it, like i get why they're trying to show like some normalcy and like you know all of that and, and give uh lighten things a little bit but between Dan's funeral and fi- and Emmanuel finding out Bramiel is dead, let's just like have a little snapshot not of like Linda doing something more interesting, but just of like Linda hovering helicopter mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eve is back and yay! And I did of course love we that we have Adam and Eve and Steve. Um, excellent like gag there on uh the the dating profile name um for maze but um again i just needed more time or less time with eve is how i feel about that for the season i get like especially because they thought it was the end they wanted to leave with the two of them like off into the sunset sort of but um uh oh oh uh margaret says eve once again got the best line of the episode the delivery is like oh that's wonderful <laughs> i don't care if you die yay <laughs> oh, it's just I, it's such a f- joyful um interpretation i really like really enjoyed it um and yeah so, so and, and also how is she not dead she doesn't have super strength she's not holding on to the the the, the necklace you know she should be dead also did Chloe kill those two angels? Because you'd think that she would have because the demon blade, even just getting nicked with it, is deadly to an angel, to a celestial. So she just straight up murdered two angels. Uh, as Lucifer quotes himself in this episode, it makes sense. Don't overthink it. <laughs> did you have any other things? Because there was a lot I did really like about this finale and we will get to it. Um, but there were some things like that where it just felt like it was the desire to get to the end goal overrid some up things and, and, to, and to really nail the emotional beats and, you know, where, where they were heading and directing the characters uh, really kind of glanced past some stuff that I feel like the show usually is much better at in their mm. finales because they usually nail their finales. Yeah. I think um, the, 
the points you've made about a couple of the scenes that felt really tacked on, I absolutely agree with. Um, uh, and I also had that question with Eve. I didn't understand why they weren't using Eve in a in another way. I'm like, mm -hmm. it seems like she'd be useful for any of the other little things that people had to do. <laughs> like, why didn't she run up and grab the pin? I don't know. Um, if she was really good, if, if she and Chloe were both shooting, why were they even on the field? Why weren't they somewhere else? Take, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but you know, if they really thought it was the finale, they wanted everybody there. I get that. Um, my big complaint is we got this lovely little Azrael moment and then that was it. Mm -hmm. She's there and she doesn't vote. She doesn't, she doesn't say anything. Not, she doesn't say, say hi to Ella for me. Nothing. Um, plus I just really like Charlene and I was hoping that she would do, I got so excited when I saw her name in the credits. Um, so that was a complaint. Uh, I felt a, a little bit like, um, the stuff with Chloe's dad was a, like a little, a little easy. Mm -hmm. Um, a, nice idea, but not particularly well executed, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess those are the big things. I wanted more of most things and and less fighting in the sky. Called I was it. gonna say, you called it. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about calling it, considering the context where you were calling it was like, if it's just this, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, because it wasn't just that. And it okay. wasn't that for that long. Um, the, I mean, <laughs> I, I think the fighting in the sky um, is countered completely. Like they cancel each other out um, using MC Hammer as a distraction. See, it didn't work for me. I wanted to I like loved it. it. I loved it so much. I just like, because it is just such a straight Guardians lift that I like, I, I, I liked it. And the timing of stop, hammer time, like all of that. And Zadkiel knowing the words too well in the reactions and everything like it, it's funny but it I wanted to like it more than I did because it did just straight up feel like the dance off in Guardians yeah. yeah that's a good point but I guess for me it seemed less like a desperate distraction technique and more like they were trying to make everybody I mean it is also that obviously but they were trying to make everybody think God was there um which is a more interesting fake out to me, but that's a good point. Yeah. I, yeah, that's okay. Agree to disagree. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and, and it is a very, very Lucifer kind of thing. And in the whole finale, the whole like final, like showdown stuff, it does feel that little bit off because you can just smell the COVID right? <laughs> with the, the number of people who are there. They have a lot of people they're considering, but it should be just like filled. Like there are, heavenly hosts of angels there are hundreds and hundreds of named angels in the various like bible and, and like the depending on which books you use and everything um so it, there were nowhere near enough of them and actually in that because of that i appreciated that ray ray shows up and it's like oh, okay good so we have just a very concrete like oh there are more of them they just didn't choose to come down um for you know various reasons but it uh like the the spacing and the fight, like it all lacked that bit of oomph because of the restrictions around how they had to film. Yeah, the um, the fight in general, it, that's the place where it seemed the most COVID-y to me. Um, and it just wasn't up to the usual 
standard. The I think the the stuff that we saw of Lucifer and Michael was, and I want to talk about Michael because while I'm still anti-Michael and Tom Ellis's accent gets progressively worse, not better. <laughs> it's like, he's like David Tennant, the harder he tries, the worse it gets. Um, I, it was, this was the most I've ever been into Michael as a character, um, mm. specifically at the end of the episode. I think Ellis is really great. It was the first time that I was like, oh, I completely forgot that this is two different people for a minute. Um, but why did I, what, 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 how did I get on Michael? The fight. Yes. Um, it just wasn't nearly as brutal as it typically is. And if it's not that brutal, then I am, then the tone seems sort of odd. If they're trying to kill each other, which is certainly what Leslie and Brand's performance conveys, um, then there's just not enough bloodshed. Um, it would be way more, I was expecting like giant, um, caverns in the grass and the coliseum destroyed and all kinds of stuff happening and instead it was it was like football um that and that doesn't make any sense to me uh well, and also so, yeah. these are this is a family right like obviously maze and the demons and and eve that's different but like when when amendial's like and zach keeler just like shrugs i guess let's go kill our siblings like and everybody on team lucifer as well when he's his when sorry everybody on team michael when michael's like well we'll just kill the people who don't agree with us it's like why are the rest of his votes going with that that doesn't make any sense and uh vincent i thought i thought so too about shooting the wings the thing with the wings is like so the bullets that chloe was, was using were from the melted down maze blades and when Amenadiel was stabbed with a maze blade, that was going to kill him in season one. He was slowly dying from having been, you know, cut by that. And even just like when she was throwing <laughs> that wonderful moment that we loved uh, of, of maze throwing things at Lucifer uh, to find out if he's invulnerable. He mentions like she's because she throws her actual demon knife at him. And he mentions that even a slight graze from that would kill him. Um, so that means that she killed those angels. But didn't she also cut off his wings with one of her blades? That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder if maybe it's a wound, a, a lethal wound from that weapon can kill you. Yeah, it. it I was thinking about it too much because of the, uh, the because they didn't make it clear enough, and because they were so hazy about how final this war was. They were really h- hyping up you know, the, you know, there's going to be war between these two sides and how, you know, bloody and terrible it was going to be. And then they didn't want to commit to that. But, but like you said, Brand's performance absolutely does. And the other characters do not match that intensity or that, um, like what that would mean. Um, so it, all of the angels, all the background angels needed to be much more committed to what their character's internal yeah. process was. Yeah, it was it was not remotely specific. And in a situation that's potentially life and death, it has to be. Um, even for people who are not accustomed to thinking to the, thinking of themselves as being vulnerable. Um, which they one of their siblings just died, so it should be fresh, fresh in their minds. Well, and very few have ever died outside of Lucifer's war with God. The only two that we know of that have ever died are Uriel and now Remiel. Right. And so that should be a big deal. And it's 
it is not. And you'd think that someone would bring up, well, you killed Uriel, right? And that doesn't come up either. Um, I will say, though, like, to get back to Michael, I did really enjoy Michael. And I, I mean, one of the best lines of the episode is about Michael. And you have to, of course, Allison, shout it out because you texted it to us. I did? I don't about remember his outfit. Oh yeah, it was a it was a really um, relentless read, like Juju B on season three of Drag Race level. I guess season two of Drag Race level. Um, it was is winter coming or something? <laughs> it was so I, that was when the episode really dropped in for me. I was like, great, they have set the stakes appropriately high. I believe where they're all at emotionally, but it is also still recognizably loose for it. Was mm-hmm. just it was a delight. It was very good. Well, because in the performance from Ellis as Michael really tracked for me throughout this, the writing for him, I thought was yes. really terrific. Lots of abuser speak. Look what you made me do. Yeah. Like all of this. Like it's very clear. And the what I appreciated about that was not just that approach for Michael, which works so incredibly well, but also the extent to which people are listening to him and not, because it's very clear Lucifer knows that he's being manipulated and knows that Michael uh, absolutely wanted to kill Chloe and all these different things. But also it's hard, you know, like he has to like remind himself of that. You know, you can see the characters actively fighting against Michael's BS and having to remind themselves because this is, you know, they're, they've been in an abusive relationship with this person for a very mm-hmm. long time for millennia. Um, so just the way all of that was handled, I thought worked really, really well. Um, and even just with the, with the men deal too, uh, cause he's our other main in there. Uh, yeah. There was a lot that I really appreciated about, about Michael, even if it's uh <laughs> I'm still not my favorite performance or character. I did, every time we have this kind of a thing, I do, of course, immediately go to the good wife and and just think, see, look, look what you can do. You can do the same, the same person fighting themselves. And you, you know, it can be done, the good wife. You, you can certainly handle tequila shots. Um, <laughs> but uh, I also, as much as I liked the Michael stuff, I, I actually had some trouble with the ending um, I thought that um, the performance from Lauren German was actually was terrific. Um, I thought and, and it was so satisfying to watch her get to kick some ass and like yes. the way that they had seeded that in over the past several episodes so that we could have that really visceral, satisfying moment was awesome. Uh, but the whole tisk 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 detective, I'm going to quote yourself back to yourself and look approvingly over to my brother for confirmation, like. Yeah, I, that didn't feel uh, Lucifer to me. It was like a, the character. It was cheesy. Um, yeah. The thing that I liked the most about the what I'm assuming is the end of Michael's arc. Um, I'm hoping is the end of Michael's arc. <laughs> please, please let it be the end of Michael's arc. <laughs> um, was that in addition to the point that you make, Kate, about him using all of the the, the sort of um, recognizable phrases that come up from abusers um, and in abusive relationships is there's also this palpable sense of control getting wrested away from him um, that you can see him start to panic. And it's part that Lucifer has out absolutely outsmarted him, even though he was uh, certainly had more in the tank, I guess. Um uh, but also because Lucifer is reacting in ways he didn't predict because Lucifer has evolved and Michael hasn't. So you see this like, oh shit, I'm not in control of this anymore and I'm 
an abusive person. That's what's important to me is control. Um, but also, oh God, well, I didn't actually think you would do it. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think you would really do this. Like, come on, she's probably not in hell. I mean, just like, come on, you should, uh, which is so incredibly satisfying as a you, buddy. Sorry for making you bleep it, Kate, but yeah, it's, um, it was great watching him realize how seriously he had underestimated his brother. And that was the point at which I really stopped thinking about um, Tom Ellis as playing both characters because that was the most human, recognizably human Michael has ever been for me. Uh, almost every other scene, I'm like, you're a cartoon character. I'm having fun watching you, but come on. Like you're <laughs> like Disney villains are more subtle. Um, but the but the very end, I was like, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Well, do you have any other final thoughts on this episode? Any other moments to shout out or, you know? Um, I agree that Lauren German is great throughout. Um, that fight scene was so satisfying. Um, I really love what little we get from Ella here with one big exception, which is that I am done with fake outs about if and when Ella finds out what's going on. Just don't tell her and that either don't tell her or just be like, okay, Ella, you're the last one who doesn't know. So I'm the actual devil. You met my dad. He was actually God. Except now I'm actually God. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm, I was the actual devil. Now I'm actual God. And um, I hear you loud and clear, but you should consider you, you you don't, have, you don't, maybe don't have to pray quite so much because um, I'm around. <laughs> You're really blowing up my line. Um, I'm fine with either of those. I just don't like this. Is she going to find, is she, is she? Nah. Um, but her monologue, her prayer monologue with Chloe coming in and saying, oh, thank God you're here. We need you was, um, I thought really, really great. Much better than you hit an emo with your car. <laughs> She's a very intelligent woman. She wouldn't it was funny but not not for me what about you any other final thoughts um yeah I, I mean I I really enjoyed it uh, I had a lot of fun and I think that's important I think they did well considering the limitations they had to film under and and also like the who knows I don't I'm not sure when I'm sure Latoya could tell us when they found out oh you're getting an extra season <laughs> unwrap a few things um when when they found that out as well that would impact you know the approach. So, so I think that, Oh, Marcus says, I think it was during the, the break for COVID. They found out that, that they were getting a sixth season. So yeah, uh, there, there was a lot of things that really landed the, I love you. I think landed really well. The timing of that with the visual effects and everything worked really well. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the last season, but um, uh, I, I have one more thing before I forget, um, which is that I think, oh my me, as delivered by Tom Ellis, not just on the page, but line coupled with delivery, is one of my favorite lines, certainly of this year, maybe of the last several years on TV. It's the delivery is so perfect. It's so funny and weird and relatable and just really great. Anyway, go ahead, Kate, sorry. <laughs> no, it, it is a really, again, it's like, this is the show. This yes. is what the energy of the show is. So yeah, it, I'm intrigued for what can happen next because the show can't continue with him as God. So like they're going to have to do something. And I look forward to seeing what these writers come up with. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to throw it to our listeners here, Marcus and Vince. So Marcus, I'm going to tap you in first. Um, what did you think of this finale? What did you think of the season? Um, I like the season overall. I think the finale has some weaknesses. Um, I think I liked the last episode a bit more than you, but I watched these two back to backs. That and helps, I think yeah. that helps. Um, I could really feel the COVID 
restrictions in the finale. Like it feels like this should have been a huge epic climax, like they've done in past seasons, and it just wasn't. Didn't feel like it, even though the stakes were as high as they've ever been. But overall, I think the season is pretty strong. Um, it like the just having God around and interacting with people is some of the funnest things the show's ever done. Like if it's um, Dr. Linda or Chloe just meeting him for the first time and just seeing their reactions, it's, it's always great. And I like that they continued to be experimental with both the music episode and uh, the Dan episode there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Where do you, how do you rank this season compared to the others? Um, I like it more than season one and three. Not as much as two and four. And I would say I like both parts of season five about the same. Um, there are parts I like and parts I don't like in either one. But I think as a whole, they're pretty good. You, there are parts you like and there's Pete. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not, <laughs> not to speak for you. Maybe you love Pete. Maybe Pete's the best thing the show's ever not. done. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, any final thoughts? And if not, I'm going to throw it over to Vince. Um, yeah, I'm just very curious what they're going to do with season six. The, my biggest worry about season six is it's like, I'm curious where they're going to go with Lucifer being God. Like, they're all, they obviously have some kind of plan to, so he's not like omniscient and solving all cases if they're still going to do the cop stuff, which they haven't uh, resolved if Chloe's even still gonna like remain quit or you know yeah um but my biggest concern is I like I really felt the COVID scene at the end here and I'm worried that it might be very noticeable throughout season six because I think it's all done now mm-hmm. I think they like filmed it all right so I'm hoping that they found a way to make it less obvious but yeah we'll see hopefully with more ability to plan for and like structure their season with that in mind yeah they can play into other strengths as opposed to the build to the epic action finale which is what they've done most of the times in the past yeah and i do hope given where they left off it that like people like eve will come and be a regular as opposed to just popping up very briefly and really only interacting with maze this season so Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, Vince, do you have any thoughts on the, the finale in the season? Yes, I actually do. Um, so um, <laughs> I have to throw some love to the emu joke. Emu, uh, <laughs> emu, jeez. Um, because the funny thing for me was, um, or the most fun part of that was that uh, Ella absolutely would not put it past Lucifer to actually run over an emu. <laughs> and that made me laugh out so loud. <laughs> it was totally, totally clear in her head. She basically saw it. <laughs> that, yeah. um, well, she's yeah, dark, guys. She's dark. So great that she is. And... Um, yeah, I think so. Um, the the um, season five B, I'm I'm not so happy with the uh, um, with the pacing of the of the season. Like I'm I'm basically with with uh, Alison that I don't really need to see Michael, but um, I would I liked him more as a as a bad presence somewhere in the 
in the ether and you don't really know what um what you will do next that part i liked but i don't really need to see him on my screen <laughs> like ever <laughs> and uh yes um and one th more thing was um the ray ray scene i don't know i think um um it reminded me that um or it made me think that maybe in my opinion ray ray should be if not the person to tell Ella, then she should be at least present when they do actually tell her because um, she has been such an important presence um, throughout uh, her life. And I think it will give her something to hold on because I'm pretty sure her, her worldview will, will sort of collapse when you see that. I mean, it's one thing to have this, this faith, And it's one, th and it's a completely another thing to actually have Lucifer then <laughs> turn out to be God. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that will be uh, will be a bit weird for her. And yeah, and the last thing is, I think um, prediction for season six. Um, I think Lucifer will get bored with all the with all the day day to day work and the um, yeah and the. I don't know. I can't can't remember the word off the top of my head. Um, with all the res uh, responsibility, um, to actually be God, and I think He will look for a way to actually pass that off. So maybe um, give that power to someone else, or just don't just ignore it. So okay, um, like <laughs> my father told me, I don't have to run hell, so maybe I don't have to run he heaven either. So and uh, it'll just work out probably. <laughs> <laughs> and um i think um i think that would be if not if not really a long arc but maybe so uh, maybe for for one episode or so and everyone's like lucifer are you <laughs> are you for real <laughs> are you insane you can't do that <laughs> well as long as michael isn't god i think we can all agree it'll be fine right that's his approach it's like the main thing was not about me becoming god but about michael not so like What's the worst that could happen? Like three episodes later, you know, chaos. Probably. Probably that. Yes. <laughs> Man, I, like, how do you set up a... Because, like, this is a show that likes its arcing villains, right? How do you set up a big bad when your hero is God? Right? Like... And also the devil. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Any final thoughts on the season or the show? No. No, I think I think I'm fine. All right. Well, thank you guys, both of you, so much for sharing your thoughts about uh, about about the finale and the season overall. Marcus says, unrelated to the season, but the cast did a table read of the pilot and released it on YouTube last week. And it's quite entertaining, both from the commentary and a couple things that they tried during it, including because um, this Latoya sent us this as well. Uh, at one point, apparently, uh, Ellis and German switch roles. Um, and uh, so that is certainly worth seeking out. There's also the production, the uh, promotion The PR department also put out a blooper reel for this season and this half season. So there's some fun extras on YouTube. So yeah, thanks Marcus for, for reminding us about that. People should definitely check it out. Um, Allison, any, any final thoughts on Lucifer? Uh, oh, Marcus says Kevin Alejandro isn't there. So in bar lobby plays Dan. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the season and on your journey? discovering lucifer over the course of you know covid um well first of all i am personally offended that they didn't find a way to incorporate john constantine in this season if they mm -hmm. don't do it in season six um then i'm really gonna be mad 
Um, that can be how like maybe Maze gets down to visit Dan. Yeah, maybe. Um, only Dan's not there because he's definitely already walked through that door. He was like, oh, I know how this works. I'm fine. And then he just walked through the door. Um, <laughs> he he yes ended his way to heaven. <laughs> he did. He yes ended his way to heaven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is Dan's hell loop doing improv? And the people the people he's doing improv with, they keep saying no. <laughs> I love that idea. Oh, that'd be very good. Uh, Vince, says, I have something to say about binging Lucifer. Don't do four seasons yeah, in a month, especially one of those seasons is season three. Um, I just, I've had a lot of fun with this show. Uh, I think mostly because from the outside um, and from social media and the limited glimpses we get from Netflix PR and whatnot, this seems to be a show that the people who are making it love making because they have so much fun doing it. And those are sort of startlingly few and the shows that have that energy can be wildly different one of the other shows that has that energy is evil which is thematically similar <laughs> um <laughs> but tonally very very different um with different priorities and everything but it still has that energy and every time i see a show like that um it's just a reminder of what a great group of people who like and respect each other and who have fun doing what they're doing can make even when it's fails sometimes because there are some real clunkers i mean if we're talking about season five as a whole isn't blue balls in season five (laughs) yeah see so like there are ups and downs but overall it's just so pleasant to spend time with this show because it seems like it was very pleasant to make um and that is the thing that I take away from it the most. And it's why I'm glad that there's going to be a season six, even if we're not going to talk about it every day. It was a very cool show to hang out with in a very difficult time in our lives. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we will wrap it up there. We are going to, Alice and I are going to record a separate, like, final streaming in place podcast at some time, depending on, you know whether I have a baby (laughs) like in the next two days. Um, But this will wrap up our regular uh, recurring uh, like one thirty records and everything. So thank you, Vincent Marcus for joining us for Lucifer. Thank you, Marcus for joining us for pretty much like the whole everything. That was awesome. Super fun. Yeah. Thanks Marcus. Yeah. And uh, it's just been a a delight. It's been a a fun distraction during, like you said, Elson, a very challenging time. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, until we get that last episode out, whenever that happens, uh, oh, Marcus, thanks. Well, yeah, it's been, <laughs> thanks for helping us stay sane, everyone. Woohoo! Listening to us process a lot through TV. Yeah, and Nolan Latoya, if you are listening to this, thanks to you guys too. Of course, of course. Um, so we will be back for one more at some point, but until then, bye everybody! Bye! Bye!